Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning, everyone. As Mike just said, this is uh, Pat Harridan from Gallagher Benefits. Uh, Mike is uh, taking a well-deserved Saturday day off. Um, normally when I'm in, uh, we talk about uh, employee benefit issues, and we'll get to that, but I have a, given the time of year, I have a guest in studio. Hope to have another guest in studio, too, but I have Jim Boudreau, who's the town administrator of the town of Situate. Good morning, Jim. Morning, Pat. So we're going to talk today about, um, just in general, um, for those that have lived here a long time or even new residents to the area, um, we're going to talk about the town or city. Um, if you're in um, Plymouth County, there we have, do have a few cities. Um, the town meeting process, the town budgeting process, some specific issues as they relate to Situate and Norwell, which is my adopted hometown and Jim's uh, adopted hometown too. Um, so we'll talk about that, but just remember that the thing, most of the things we talk about will be um, applicable to the town that you live in on the South Shore. Uh, it's also a call-in. Jim's going to love this. It's a call-in radio show, so you can call in and ask questions of your town administrator. Um, the phone number is uh, 781-837-4900. Thank you, Tim. You covered my you covered my uh, phone number with the other thing. You got to move that out a little bit. I didn't um, do that. So 837-4900. Uh, if you have a question, Jim will do his best 
um, to answer. A couple of announcements before we begin, and I'll repeat these um, later on in the show. Next week, on Saturday, uh, March 23rd, Mike will be here with David Tortolot of Homestead Mortgage to talk about reverse mortgages. So next Saturday, the 23rd, at 8 o'clock on McNamara on Money, the topic will be reverse mortgages, and the guest will be David uh, Tortolot. And then also save the date uh, for next month. So McNamara Financial Services Social Security Seminar, which is very good for those of you who are either on Social Security or near uh, retirement age or near Social Security age. Um, Their seminar will be held on Tuesday, April 30th at 6.30 p.m. at the Cask and Flagon on Plain Street in Marshfield. Call the office, uh, McNamara Financial, at 781-834-2010 to register, and you can call on Monday morning. I'll repeat those dates and that number later in the show. Uh, So good morning again, Jim. Uh, For our listeners, why don't you introduce uh, yourself to them so they know who they're talking to. Sure, Pat. Uh, Jim Boudreau, I'm the town administrator in Situate. I've been there for just over a year now. Uh, Prior to that, I did three years in Linfield, and prior to that, I was 17 years in the town of Norwell. So all in, uh, before that was actually Holbrook, so all in I got about 23, 24 years in town administration. So other than the Linfield stand, all on the literal South Shore. All the South Shore, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so one of the things, so why I asked uh, Jim to be here um, is for a couple of reasons. Through my experiences with um, town government as well, uh, I find that the town residents sometimes don't understand um, the process that's gone through. They, they certainly don't understand the work that goes into um, getting ready for town meeting, which is a one or two night event where people think it you know just happens uh, without a bunch of um, a process in place. So I want to talk a little bit about um, the process and then a little bit about some specific issues that cities and towns in South Shore in the South Shore are dealing with. And then obviously we, we want to talk a little bit about um, employee benefits. Um, um, topics as well. Um, so, Jim, if you could, uh, let's talk a little bit about process first. Let's start at the beginning. Um, we have a uh, annual, let's talk about the annual town meeting first. We have an annual town meeting and an annual budget. Most cities and towns in Massachusetts run on a fiscal year, which is 7-1 of the year to 6-30 of the next year. We're talking about fiscal year 20. Correct. So we're, we're talking about fiscal year 20. So um, when does that process begin for get, setting the budget or doing it? And what sort of steps are taken to get to town meeting? And then we'll go backwards and talk about some revenue things. So we start, uh, I mean, the budget's almost a year-round process, not bad as you're aware from, from your time on the finance committee in Norwell. But really the, the budget process starts in the fall when we start looking at the revenue trends and what the revenues are going to look like. And, and starting with revenue projections for the following year. So we're starting in October, November, projecting revenues that are going to be in the next fiscal year, which doesn't start until July. Um, so it starts early. In situ, we have a town meeting in November. That closes out our books. Any changes we have to make to that current fiscal year. And then we have a financial forecast committee, and the financial forecast committee meets, and they set the revenue projections for the upcoming fiscal year. That's probably the most important thing to do. It's really critical that you set your revenue projections before you start looking at 
your spending requests because you need to make sure the spending meets the revenue as opposed to the other way around. Uh, my budget in Situate is due in December. I submit a capital budget and a operating budget uh, plus budgets for all the enterprise accounts that we have in Situate. Those then go to the advisory board and the capital budget committee. They hold hearings on my recommendations. They'll hold hearings on every single budget. They hold hearings at every single capital request. They make those back to the Board of Selectmen, and then the Board of Selectmen makes a final recommendation for what goes into the warrant. That was done two weeks ago. The Board put all the articles into the warrant, and then town meeting is April 8th. But there is a capital budget hearing and a advisory board hearing almost every week starting in January to go over various budgets, various capital requests. So it's a long, drawn-out process uh, with a lot of hearings, a lot of meetings. Uh, a lot of chances for people to have input, and it all culminates with town meeting, which this year is going to be on April 8th. Um, and that is, so what I want to talk a little bit about is, so the process, and um, I'm also looking at Norwell because I'm more familiar with that one too. Um, from a process standpoint, in other words, we have these meetings. Uh, you mentioned that sometimes there are hearings. Um, when typically are those? In other words, are they at night? Um, do peop can people come from the um, town? And what sort of goes on in those hearings, or um, whether it's capital budget or budget? They're all, all generally at night. Uh, finance committee usually meets on Thursdays. Capital budget usually meets on Tuesdays, I believe. Uh, maybe it's Wednesdays. They're all posted to the public meeting law, the agendas are up, the agendas will list what department is going to be in that night, what's going to be talked about. Uh, obviously, uh, almost every occasion, the request for budgets exceeds what we have available to give departments. So the departments will talk about what they asked for. Uh, I will talk about what I recommended and why. And, um, you know, depending on the department, they'll have their own nights. So the police and fire departments, DPW, almost always have their own nights because their budgets are so big. The school department will generally have its own night uh, because its budget's so large and, and has so many moving parts. Uh, same with capital. Um, obviously, we don't have unlimited resources, so everybody's capital does not get funded. In situ, we have a five-year capital plan. Uh, you've seen the book. It's about four inches thick. It looks like a telephone book. A telephone <laughs> book. Uh, so we have a process. We actually have a scoring process that I go through with the finance director where we score the projects and then make recommendations to the capital budget committee based upon what we have for available funding. And um, so I'll get back to the capital because I want to, that's obviously an, an important um, piece of it. So um, you go through this budget process. Um, you mentioned uh, the town of Situate, and I know Norwell does it well, has an advisory board. Uh, who are those and who are those people? What do they do? And what's their role in uh, town meeting? So the advisory committee is appointed in Situate by the moderator. Uh, and they are Situate residents. They come from a variety of backgrounds, men, women, uh, professionals, people who you know, blue collar, white collar, the whole gamut. Uh, same with the capital budget. And their job is to make recommendations on where the money should go. Um, you know, the important thing is if they have $100 to spend and I recommend 50 for column A and 50 for column B, they can recommend 60, 40, but they can't recommend 110. Um, we, right. You can't exceed what we have for revenue estimates. So they have a, they have a pretty important job because the budget determines what the town's going to look like in the upcoming fiscal year. Uh, and again, there's not unlimited funds. We are capped under two and a half, as you're aware, what we can raise for revenue. So uh, some years are better than others, but 
they make a recommendation to the board of selectmen as how that pie is going to be divvied up. And um, so I'll go back. Let's stick with the advisory board for a minute. Um, those meetings, and I have um, sort of an overview of the situate schedule, and I have the um, the Norwell upcoming schedule. It seems like, um, at least in Norwell, they're happening uh, sometimes twice a week or um, depending on the night. Um, and... Um, and in Norwell, as you know, because you were the town administrator there as well, the advisory board is appointed by, I think, the moderator and the chairman of the board of selectmen. Yeah. So same thing. Uh, I was on it. Um, the most important thing is uh, the advisory board is just that. It's an advisory board, not a doesn't approve anything. It doesn't approve budgets or approve requests. It just simply makes recommendations. We'll get to their function in town meeting in a second. Um, but it seems like just for people that are listening from Norwell, um, the next advisory board meeting is March 19th at 7 in, in the town hall, the Osborne, Osborne room. And to Jim's point, um, this one is a budget hearing for highway, tree and grounds, and buildings, um, which again is a big enough budget where um, it can have its own night. Um, and then um, the future meetings, like I said, they have to finish fairly quickly for the town meeting, uh, March 21st, March 26th, March 28th, and April 2nd. So uh, what I like to remind people is a lot of work goes in. I mean, it starts at 7, sometimes it won't finish until 9 or 10 o'clock at night, um, and that's just the, the physical hearing. There's a lot more that goes into people... And if you're looking at if, if this was TV, Jim, they would see the the <laughs> thickness of the of the books that um, the advisory board would have to go through. Um, that, so that's that's it, just the budget. I know it's book not that the we real budget before the budget. That's not the actual budget, which is probably three inches thick. Yeah, and my my printer ran out of uh, paper, so I didn't I didn't print the whole thing. Right, um, just one other point: yeah, please. This is advisory. The advisory committee makes a recommendation. The selectmen make a recommendation. Right. It's town meeting that actually determines uh, and sets the budgets. No one else sets the budget except town meeting. Right, and that's an important point. And in both Situate and Norwell, um, the town meeting is open to all registered voters. Correct. We don't have a representative town meeting like some of the larger um, towns do. Um, and we'll give those dates and, and times again um, after the uh, the second break. So sticking with the advisory board for a minute. So they have their uh, hearings. People come. Um, they then make recommendations. What is their sort of function at um, town meeting? Because I know how it works in Norwell, but how does it work in situations? Yeah, I, I would say it's, it's fairly similar. Um, the advisory committee gets up and they recommend or don't recommend a particular article or a particular budget. Uh, and then they're available to answer any questions that the residents have. Generally, uh, I would field most of the questions, or the department head would field most of the questions on the budget but the advisory board does field questions. They have opinions, and, and they take part in the debates. And that's the important thing is sometimes um, because the moderator... So you mentioned the moderator, this term that some people may not know what that is. The moderator is the person um, that runs the town meeting. Correct. Uh, they're in ch and they're literally in charge of the town meeting. It's not the selectman, and it's not the administrator. So the issue that sometimes we have is the moderator sometimes can cut off debate um, can call for votes. Um, he has to follow certain uh, rules of order, but that's why I always tell people if they want to know anything about the budget or have questions or want a longer explanation, you come to the meetings, come to the hearings. Right. You'll hear, 
you know, the, the frustrating thing that I had as an advisory board member is we spend all this time and the people that come to town meeting ask the most basic questions that they would have just attended the hearing or the meeting, they would have known the answer. Uh, and it takes away from sort of the, um, the rest of town meeting, which is supposed to be sort of a culmination, not a, not a hearing in itself. Um, okay, and then what is, so you mentioned, uh, just for people who don't know, um, you mentioned a couple of terms, uh, two and a half, which I'll get to when we talk about revenue, but the Board of Selectmen. So what, go back a step, Jim, talk about, and it's the same for uh, Peter in Norwell, what is the town administrator's uh, function? And you mentioned you've been doing it for a number of years because when I grew up, we didn't have any town administrators or town managers. What is the function? What do you do? And how do you sort of fit in with the selectmen that are elected? So the board of selectmen, as you said, are elected. They're the chief elected officials in the community and they appoint a town administrator. Uh, I am the chief administrative officer for the town and basically I'm responsible for the day-to-day operations of the town, excluding the school committee, which comes under the superintendent, obviously. Mm-hmm. So in situate, uh, the departments, the police, the fire, the DPW, those all fall into my purview. Um, so I oversee that day-to-day operations. I oversee the budget process. I oversee the finance department, which controls all the spending and things like that. So uh, the selectmen, because they're elected, they have real jobs outside. Uh, they're <laughs> not full-time. Uh, they appoint me or someone like me to be basically be the day-to-day uh, chief administrative officer to administer the day-to-day operations. And um, so you said you're appointed by the selectmen. Selectmen are elected. Uh, and then there's a chairman of the board of selectmen who sort of runs the meetings, the board of selectmen meetings. Um, and Jim, in situate does um, the board of selectmen, they have, they, what is the schedule normally and do they meet more frequently during this time? They meet every two weeks. Okay. Uh, they try not to meet more regularly um, obviously because it's a regular schedule people know when they meet they mm-hmm. know when they're going to be on cable we do broadcast live as Norwell does oh. uh, I'm, I'm surprised sometimes the number of people who watch uh, but it is fairly well watched <laughs> in situate so we don't like to have extra meetings uh, we try to stay on our schedule this time of year those meetings uh, do go long yep. we start mm-hmm. early some meetings we start at 6 as opposed to 7 we can be there till 10, 11 o'clock at night sometimes um, but that's really specific to this time of year when we're doing budgets, when we're doing town meeting stuff and, and trying to get into the nitty gritty of what's going on and why it's happening. Generally, the meetings, though, on a regular schedule in the summer and the in the fall, they're usually 7 to, say, 9, 9.30. And um, so, and, and as you mentioned, so the whole theme here is we're in this budget town meeting, and we'll talk about town meeting, uh, in a minute. Um, but from a budget standpoint, Jim, obviously, you know, we, we joke about it, but why do we put so much time and effort into the budget um, and the capital plan? Um, in other words, how does Massachusetts, because it's different if people have moved here from different states, um, why is it so important to get it right? Um, both, as you mentioned, the revenue projection, and we'll talk about how to do that um, in a minute. But why is it so important sort of to get it right, get the expenses right, um, because of the rules that we operate on under municipal finance? Why is it so sort of important to, to do that, unlike a normal business where they can raise money, borrow money when there is a deficit? 
why do we have to do this? It seems like a long, arduous process, but why why do we historically do it other than the fact that's the way we've always done it? Yeah, because town meeting is the one who determines where the money's going to be spent. Town meeting determines whether or not you can borrow money. All right. those things have to be voted by town meeting. And we have line item budgets. So with the exception of the school department, the school department has a one-line budget. They can move money around any way they want within that budget. Uh, but if I have money in, say, the DPW salary line, and I need to put money into the DPW expense line, it actually takes a town meeting vote to move that money, uh, except under different circumstances at the very end of the fiscal year, where there's some, some different rules allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, but to move money around within budgets, to move money around within lines that are voted by town meeting, you have to go back to town meeting and have them vote those movements. So you don't want to be having town meetings all the time. You you don't want to be having <laughs> town meetings on a regular basis. So it's very important that you make sure your revenue is correct and your spending is in line so you can get through the year without having to have town meetings. You, you do have a what's called a special town meeting within the annual, which is dealing with the current fiscal year that you're in. There's always going to be an article on that to move money around and, and rectify budgets. Normally a budget you always have to rectify in the spring is snow and ice. Mm-hmm. Um, most towns almost always go over their snow and ice budget. Right now, Situate is under their snow and ice budget, which is good. Um, but... You know, you got to get it right because you don't want to have to keep coming back and calling a town meeting to, to move money around the way a business can just by having the CEO or the finance office to say, hey, take money from this account, put it in this account. Right. So it may seem strange to people not familiar with municipal finance that the town could be in a surplus position and not be able to pay a particular bill or literally not be able to pay a bill for $10 if there's no money in that specific line item. Right, in that particular account. Now, most towns do have uh, a reserve Reserve, account for the advisory committee, which they have a certain amount of money that they can vote to augment a budget. You really don't want to go to that. You don't want departments to get used to going to that. Um, You know, I always tell department heads, if you have something unforeseen that you weren't planning on in your budget, we got to deal with that, but you're going to have to try to make that money up someplace else. Don't try to come back uh, and get more money unless it's something that you can't control. Uh, overtime, police and fire budgets, if you have people out, uh, that overtime budget starts to spike, and, and a lot of times that's something you just have to deal with. But, uh, you know, we expect our department heads to manage their budgets and, and stay within their budgets as best as possible. Right. So, in other words, um, the way I describe it to people is, look, the reason we spend all this time in, in, in some town, in most town meetings, you have to vote line by line. And the reason is, for that very reason that Jim mentioned, you know, we have to go back and move things. The only thing, I guess there's two, some people know about one, there's another one, I think. There are two areas where we can spend money we don't have, Jim. What are they? The and two uh, lines that you can deficit spend, which is spend more money than the account has. The first one is snow and ice, mm-hmm. and the second one is veterans' benefits. Right. So and whatever I, those are, you spend, and then we have to uh, tidy up those accounts at the end of the year. Right, and snow and ice is obviously a safety issue because if you didn't, literally... If they ran out of, if a city or town ran out of money in their snow and ice budget, they wouldn't be able to plow the roads. Right, but even that, there's a check on that. The department head, right. and the town administrator, has to come into the board of selectmen and the advisory committee and get authority to deficit spend. So everybody knows this is how much we had, this is what we've spent, we're going to be going into deficit, and then we take a vote at a public meeting to allow that deficit spending. 
Right, because some people will think, like you just mentioned, Jim, that you know you're doing good on snow and ice. You know, we, it's not like we can take that money right now and spend it on something else. Right, and, and a lot of people just they say, "Well, we didn't get a lot of snow. How do we spend our snow and ice budget?" They don't see the crews going out on nights and weekends when you get rain, you get snow, and then it starts to melt and refreeze and having mm-hmm. to do uh, salting and sanding. So it's a lot more than just plowing snow. Right, and clean up and clean, yeah. catch basins and doing yeah. all that stuff. Um, all right, so last question on process, and then we'll talk about the details uh, after the uh, break. So the town meeting, the main purpose is to vote on the fiscal year budget. Uh, and we'll talk about the difference between a special and an annual after. Um, but there's other articles that show up. Uh, in the town meeting, again, for technical terms, for people that don't know, what you are, what everyone receives in the mail, that thing that um, the book uh, is uh, the warrant, and there are also articles in the, excuse me, in the warrant. Most of the articles in there are put in by the selectmen, the administrator, or the various department heads. Um, but what are the other? What, what if someone wanted to um, get an article for the town to vote on? What's that process like? Jim? So people can petition articles for town meeting. Uh, it takes ten registered voters to put an article in for the annual town meeting. It takes a hundred registered voters for a special town meeting. They're both still pretty low. I mean, 10 is really a low threshold. That's <laughs> that's pretty easy. Uh, 100 is a little bit harder, but really not that difficult if you have a, an a issue that issue. people really care about. Sure. Uh, and those automatically go on town meeting warrant. The board cannot refuse them. They cannot refuse to put them on. Uh, there are times when warrant articles go on that, for whatever reason, aren't even legal. <laughs> um, the way people drafted it, the way they set it up, uh, but they still have to go on town meeting article and they have to be disposed of by town meeting. So mm-hmm. what we try to do in situ is say, hey, look, if you want to do a petition article, come, come in us. and see us. Right. We'll mm-hmm. help you make sure that it's going to be correct when it goes to town meeting. We might not support it, right. but we don't want you to just get thrown out because you didn't do it right or it's not drafted correctly. Right. We've had a few of those in NOAA where it was a good intention and something that wanted it, but if they don't know how to word it, you have to. You can only vote on what's there, and the amendment can't materially alter the article. Right. Sometimes you can fix if the article is not strictly legal as drafted. There are ways to amend it on town meeting floor that you can fix. Other times there aren't. Um, all right. So we'll talk about sort of the specifics around uh, Situate, and I've got a little bit on Norwell um, after uh, the break. 